Elisa must show herself publicly. These early months are important as she consolidates her power. We'll keep her safe, you and I. And God. She has a great destiny. I turn a deaf ear to her words. So much has happened in the last year, but I feel no closer to my appointment with destiny than I did when God first lodged his stone in my navel seventeen years ago. It still pulses with power, warms in response to my prayers, reminds me that I haven't done enough, that God has plans for me yet. And I'm sick to death of hearing about it. I understand, my lady, Hector is saying, but it would be safer. Hector, I snap, I've made up my mind. He stiffens. Yes, your majesty. Shame tightens my throat. Why did I snap at Hector? Jimena is the one I'm frustrated with. Moments later, we reach the carriage house, which reeks of steaming manure and moldy straw on this especially hot day. My open carriage awaits, a marvel of polished mahogany and swirling bronze scrollwork. Banners of royal blue stream from the posts. The door panels display my royal crest, a ruby crown resting on a bed of sacrament roses. Fernando, my best archer, stands on the rear platform, bow slung over his shoulder. He bows from the waist, his face grave. Four horses flick their tails and dance in their jeweled traces. I eye them warily while Hector helps me up. Then he offers a hand to Jimena, and in spite of their recent disagreement, a look of fierce understanding passes between them. They're a formidable team, my guard and my guardian. Sometimes it's as though they plot my safety behind my back. Hector gives the order, my driver whips the reins, and the carriage lurches forward. My royal guard, in its gleaming ceremonial armor, falls in around us. They march a deep one-two, one-two, as we leave the shade of the carriage house for desert sunshine. The moment we turn onto the colonnade, the air erupts with cheering. Thousands line the way, packed shoulder to shoulder, waving their hands, flags, tattered linens. Children sit on shoulders, tossing bird seed and rose petals into the air. A banner stretches the length of six people and reads, Happy birthday to Her Majesty Queen Lucero Elisa. Oh, I breathe. Jimena grasps my hand and squeezes. You're a war hero, remember? But I'm also a foreigner queen, ruling by an accident of marriage and war. Warmth and pride blossom in my chest to see my people accepting me with their whole hearts. Then Jimena's face sobers, and she leans over and whispers, Remember this moment and treasure it, my sky. No sovereign remains popular forever. I nod from respectful habit, but I can't keep the frown from creeping onto my face. My people are giving me a gift, and she takes it away so soon. The steep colonnade is lined on either side by decadent three-story townhomes. Their sculpted sandstone cornices sparkle in the sun, and silk standards swing from flat garden rooftops. But as we descend from the height of the city, cheered all the way, the townhomes gradually become less stately, until finally we reach the city's outer circle, where only a few humble buildings rise from the war rubble. I ignore the destruction as long as I can, gazing instead at the city's great wall, 
It rises the height of several men, protecting us from the swirling desert beyond. I crane my neck and glimpse the soldiers posted between the wall's crenellations, bows held at the ready. The main gate stands open for daytime commerce. Framed by the barbed portcullis is our cobbled highway. Beyond it are the sweeping dunes of my beautiful desert, wind-smoothed and deceptively soft in the yellow light of midday. My gaze lingers too long on the sand as we turn on to the Avenida de la Serpiente. When I can avoid it no longer, I finally take in the view that twists my heart. For Brisa Dulce's outer circle is a scar on the face of the world, blackened and crumbled and reeking of wet char. This is where the Invierne army broke through our gate, where their sorceress Animagi burned everything in sight with the blue-hot fire of their godstone animals.